Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. So, welcome to yes. Making the Cut, where we are going to talk about things that um, that we're essentially going to review stuff, right? We're reviewing stuff. And it can either be stuff that we uh, really love, or it might be stuff that we have never used before, but we're interested in finding out about it. Might be something I'm trying to persuade you to like. Yes. Like what? What have you tried to persuade me to to like recently? Um, Dance something. music. Yeah, you're never going to do that. I I, I'm think. working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. If it's was... going to be dance music with the best lyrics you've ever heard <laughs> in your life. If there, was one, if there was one dance song that I should listen to, like only one, could you think of what that would be? I tell you mm. when you do like dance music, when you're in a nightclub. Yeah. So you like it then. Do you know the only dance song that I ever want to hear in yes. a nightclub or yes. at a wedding yes. is uh, Candy Statton's Young Hearts Run Free? That, that is it. That that, okay, that's a good song. Yeah. I feel loved. It's not dance music though, you wouldn't say, would you? No, yeah. that's more sort of happy... It's like soul music. Happy soul. Yeah, okay. I'm saying something like Sam Smith's just released a cover of Donna Summer's mm. I Feel Love. Okay. It is amazing. Okay, well, I'll give that a whirl. Okay. How are you? I'm okay. I've got slightly fried brain. Um, I call it tumble dryer head. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than using my hands to open the tumble dryer door... And of take your head, this the, is a metaphorical yeah, yeah. tumble dryer, yeah, yeah. right? To take the dry clothes out, mm-hmm. I'm finding more damp ones to put in without <laughs> taking the dry ones out first. Yeah. It's That's where I'm at. Is there a pill you can take for this? I've just taken two Nurofen. I don't know if that's going to help. Do you always buy Nurofen? Because you've only ever got Nurofen knocking about. Yeah, why? And, is there well, something one, else? they're there really else? difficult to swallow. There are two stuck in my throat I, right the now. Red that's capsules the capsules of Nurofen. No, I, that's what I've just taken. I hate them. No, I'm gagging. And I've they're really drink. expensive. Yes. I only ever buy non-branded pills. I just buy the cheapest ones. I go to Wilco's and I buy, like, ibuprofen from there and paracetamol, like 16p for 16 of them. Wait, hang on. Say ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Oh my God! Uh, what? Do you, do you want it? Ibuprofen. <laughs> Why? What does it? I say ibuprofen. Yeah. Well. Oh my God! So I mean, weird. Okay. Um, can somebody let us know who is correct? Yeah, please. It'll, it'll be me. 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 Please don't buy any more of those because when okay. I've got a hangover or something, I can't take them. Okay. They're too horrible. Okay. I love the fact that we are learning something about each other. Yeah. Go cheap. Okay. Go I'm cheap. Going cheap. And buy twice as much. <laughs> Hopefully they'll work. That your your headache will be gone by the time yeah. you're finished. And I will uh, have unloaded this. some of the mm-hmm. um, dry washing from my brain. Thank God for that. What have you been up to? Well, there's two things I want to talk about. Firstly, I went to see Ed Byrne, who is a friend of mine, uh-huh. with you, and I just wanted to say that it's really 
really intense going to see a friend of yours. Well, especially when they're a stand-up comedian. Yeah, because you're just thinking, please, for the love of God, be funny. Anyway, the worst thing in the world happened mm. to Ed at the theatre, which was the person with the terrible laugh that laughs non-stop at something that's not funny that ends up being 11 years old. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because you want to just heckle them from the stage yeah. so robustly that mm. they just shut up. Then you look at them and you realise that they're sat between their parents and they're 11. Mm -hmm. They did leave at the interval. I, I found the whole episode extremely uncomfortable, was, to be honest. It was butt-clenching, wasn't yeah. it? And he couldn't... Because he did heckle the 11-year-old, because I don't think he realised it was an 11-year-old. At the beginning. And then it just felt really uncomfortable. I sat there absolutely butt-clenching. But it ruined the gig. Yeah, it did a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. He said something mm. that wasn't funny and the kid would just sort of... Yeah. Yeah. It was so painful. He was good though, Ed Byrne. Right? He was brit well when the kid had yeah. gone. Yes. He was amazing. And it was a good routine. So it was a very good routine. It's, so it's, phew. if he's in your town, you should go and get tickets mm. to go and see him. Because mm. there's um, there's tickets still available and it's a it's a well worth Definitely. a watch. And the other thing mm -hmm. I wanted to quickly tell you about was last night Chester and I sat down and we watched Hobson Shaw. Pick a door. All right then. No, that's my door. Pick another door. What's wrong with you? You know what, you were right. This is your door. What's the matter? You got a lot of bad guys behind that door? Now, it's got the rock in it, and I love literally he could do anything, and mm. I love it. Um, but Jason Statham, Fast and Furious, not sure. Mm -hmm. Never watched any of the other ones. Was a bit like, oh, am I going to enjoy this? He's not, he's not Fast and Furious, though, But wasn't he? Hobson Shaw part of the Fast and Furious? Like Fast and Furious 22. Yes. Yeah. And then they've they've gone off and done their own thing. Okay. Anyway, in it there was Kevin Hart, Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yes, really? yes. Jason Statham. I mean, think about where Jason Statham came from. Uh, he Lock came Stock. from Lockstock, yeah. having never acted in his life. I think I think he was a model. Uh, yes, I think. I might think be he right. was a model at So mm -hmm. Damn Tough back really? when I was yeah, back yeah. when I was an agent. He has had such. A meteorological yeah. rise to fame. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for him. When I look at him sitting next to The Rock, like in a movie, I just think, God, go, go, Jason. Well done. Anyway, I loved it. It was hilarious. Was there it? are some really, really, really good funny moments um, and action. And it was really exciting. Oh, oh Idris Elba's in it as well. Oh, I mean, wow. it's massive. Yeah. It's massive. Um, I'm reluctant to see it for lots of different reasons. Yes, but why? Should I? Should I see it? Well, you, your boys should definitely see it. They'd like it. Right? Yeah, they'd love it. Okay. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. It, please don't not like it. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a whirl. I mean, The Rock. I can't really work out The Rock. I follow Is that him on Instagram. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's really big, right? He takes his shirt off in this of movie body. quite a lot as well. Yeah, does he? Yeah. Is it? It's not very attractive though. It's like just big lumps of meat, right? Yeah. All stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, if I was a gladiator, they were going to call me Wisp or or Twiglet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll watch it. I have a problem with Jason Statham. You know, I mean, he's the transporter was where he really made his name, right? And they were pretty rubbish. Yeah. I thought. I didn't like the transporter movies so much, but. Jason Statham is Jason Statham in every movie. Yeah. He's pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. But he's but got right. really good at what he does. Okay. And he's the yin to the mm. rock's yang. 
They are playing very different characters, and that in itself is quite funny. Could you? Ever... It's an enjoyable romp. Is it? I, I I really enjoyed it with Chester. I was surprised okay. how much I enjoyed it. And what is the general story? Hobbs and Shaw, they're two guys They've driving been... around in supercars, beating up blokes, steal some money, give it to the poor. No? No. Okay. I am going to look up the lead female in it, um, okay. her name, because she was extraordinary. And she was the, one of the things that made it so good. Is the action in it exciting? Like oh God, properly so exciting. exciting. And Idris Elba is mm-hmm. sort of um, part tech. Because that's what the movie is, right? I mean, it's not, an, it's not an intellectual romp. It's just like, it's loads of action to get you excited. Yeah. And does that, it works, does it? Yeah, it does that. It does. How long is it? It was roughly two hours. Oh, okay. Maybe a bit less, less than two hours. I have a general rule. I know. Uh, which is under two hours and it has to score over seven on IMDb, otherwise I won't watch it. Vanessa Kirby. Uh, this is Margaret, right? Prince Margaret in The yeah, Crown. Yeah, I, I haven't seen The Crown. Oh, she is brilliant, Vanessa Kirby. Um, she is unbelievably good in Hobson Shaw. Mm. She is so badass. Mm. And she's so, like, unbelievable. She plays Jason Statham's sister. Okay. And um, the idea is uh, Idris Elba it plays a guy called Brixton. He's half sort of man, half machine, slightly Terminator. Yeah. He has this connection with his motorbike which you would love. Okay, yeah. His motorbike action is so good, but Mm -hmm. he has this kind of like, use the force and your bike comes to you thing going on. It's so good. I think you'd like it. Okay. It's not going to change your life, but you will enjoy it. Well, I love Mission Impossible and all of that stuff. Weirdly, she's in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. She's in Mission Impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's funny that she's now in another action movie. Maybe she's being slightly typecast. Well, she's really good at it. Very attractive as well. She's so hot. It's a 12A. It's 2 hours, 17 minutes, and it scores 6.5. It's on the cusp for me. But there is a cusp, and it's on it, so you've got to watch it. It's on it. I watch it. I'm giving it 8. Are you? Yes, for a mini review. Have you ever written a review on IMDb or anything like that? No, should I start? No. No. Okay. (laughs) You haven't got enough time. Because there's loads of things that I need you to watch. And okay. if you're writing reviews, you won't get around to it. Okay. So, But you would give this an 8 out of 10, would you? Hobson Shaw, 8 out of 10. I'll totally watch it. Okay. I mean, The Rock seems to be some kind of second coming, right? He seems like to be an amazing, lovely, genuinely brilliant bloke. And hardworking. And on, well, extremely hardworking and loving and friendly and wants to give everybody a leg up. There was a bit of criticism for Vin Diesel, though, wasn't there? Yes, once where he, said he was lazy. He was lazy and he wouldn't work with him again. And it, he never did work again. Like, where's Vin Diesel now? Yeah, I thought they were both the same person. Um, what have you been up to? I did a couple of clients this morning. I do this girl's hair called Esther. I almost forgot her second name, but she's an actress. And she's just about to star in a big thing on Apple TV. It's their big drama. It's a co-production with the BBC and Apple TV. But she's brilliant. I'll find wow. Out. Let me find out her name, actually, now. How nice yeah. to... um. Get to kind of hear about stuff. Yes, I know. Well, that's one of the great things, I think, about doing actresses' hair. You get a little inside track on things that are going on behind the scenes and all sorts of stuff. But I really like this girl. She's Mm. bloody brilliant. Mm. Um, Give me two seconds. I'll find out uh, where she is. She's called... Esther Smith. I thought she'd have a more exotic surname than that. Sorry, Esther. I quite um, like that kind of 
it's quite a chunky name, yeah. Esther Smith. Esther Smith, it's great, right? So she's doing, uh, she's done a lot of comedy. I stumbled across her in a comedy called Uncle, which my kids watch a lot. It's on BBC Three, and it's very funny. So um, how did you get to do her hair? How did uh, she find I was, you? I, I was asked by the BBC. I get asked by the BBC all the time to prep actors for dramas and things like great. that. Great. So um, she was one of them. And then what happens is I do such a good job, they keep coming back for all their other things as well, which is very nice. Anyway, so I did her hair this morning. I'm off to do the lovely Kate Bush tomorrow. <gasps> you know, I'm guessing that the people listening to this will know who Kate Bush is. What, well, what? if they don't yeah. know who she is... Please, will you just go and listen to Hounds of Love, which is my all-time favourite album of all time ever. And in fact, I put Jig of Life uh, on my Desert Island Discs. The Jig of Life. Uh, Well, I think it's just called Jig of Life. Okay, not The Jig of Life. No, it's it's very different. It's like calling (laughs) um, Um, the Arctic Monkeys Arctic Monkeys. It's it's not that. Yeah, they are... They're not called the Arctic Monkeys. Are they called Arctic Monkeys? They're just called Arctic Monkeys. I didn't know that. Oh my God, how weird that I chose that out of everything in the whole world and I had it wrong. All the things. Um, So yeah, um, so I'm quite busy this week. I've got a few bits and pieces uh, going on, which is is very nice. I joined a new gym this week. So I was going to tell you a bit about that. Okay, what, okay. Because you love fitness and all that. I do. Are you the fitness girl? I'm the fitness girl. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) So I joined this gym called Pure Gym. They've opened up in St. Albans. There's loads of them all over the country. And they said, you can join and cancel whenever you like. It's not like you need a 12-month membership or anything like that. Fourteen ninety nine a month, which is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's very good. It's, an, it's a mile away from my house. So the idea is I'll run there as the warm-up, do 45 minutes and run back as the cool-down. How so long does it take you to run a mile? Three and a half minutes, I would say, something like that. Um, yeah, I'd say 10 minutes. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? So yeah, you it's... sort of get an hour's workout. You get an hour's workout, run at the beginning, run at the end, bit of cardio, hate cardio, so that, that'll you know motivate me to do it because I have to get there. But what I found when I got there yesterday is you get a, a passcode and you type it in on the front door and the door opens. If you can imagine, it's like a beam-me-up Scotty-type capsule. Yeah. You walk into the capsule, then it shuts behind you. Yeah. And then it, then another door opens so you can access the gym. So you can't get two people in on your pass. But it means that the gym is largely unmanned. Nobody is watching people come and go. When you say largely unmanned, how... Well, there, there were a couple of staff in there, but only a couple that I saw. But the gym is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got to try that out. What? Try what out? Like going at two in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Who's in there at two in the morning? I have no idea, but I can't imagine there's any staff in there. And that's the idea is that the whole thing's like self-contained, it's self-sufficient. Like you don't need anybody to help you out. That's clever. But I didn't have to do any inductions or anything like that stuff, which I was glad about. Well, it could be if you're not a gym goer, but maybe you wouldn't join this gym if you weren't a gym goer. I don't know. But I did think, oh, am I going to have to do the whole bloody this is how this machine works? You know, that half an hour thing you have to do in a gym. So I was delighted that I didn't have to do that. Mm. So I went yesterday, went through the machines and all the rest of it, and, you know, it was, it was relatively brilliant, I would say. So it's fourteen ninety nine a month for the first six months, and then it goes up to twenty four ninety nine a month. And then Why? there's access... Wait, 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 well, wait, wait. Deal, hang on a I minute. Think, to draw people in. Because that's quite a hefty hike. Yeah, it is a bit. Isn't it? But twenty four ninety nine a month is still quite cheap for a gym. If you times that by 12, which I can't do off the top of my head, but no, it's but still it's cheaper still... than most gyms. <clears throat> it is, but it's... I guess so. I mean, they they can keep their prices low, right? Because they've got no people. Yes, I guess so. I mm. mean, you know, is there music? There's music banging out, and there's classes you can go to as well. Oh, there are classes. Yeah, there are classes as well. Um, 
And are the classes free or do you have to pay extra? As far as I'm aware, they're free. Wow. Oh, okay. So that actually is a better deal than I thought. Because if you're just going to use equipment, then... Mm. Now, there's about 40-odd of these all over the country. There's three or four in London. And you can get a membership that allows you access to other ones as well. Yeah, and I've got one in Tunbridge Wells. Oh, is there? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's pretty good. I mean, they do this thing where if you want to nominate one of the gym you go to, then it's an extra five or a month. Or you can buy a whole package. It's 40 quid a month and you can go to any gym anywhere in the country. Wait, you get access wait, to all of them. Wait. Any pure gym. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing deal. <laughs> yeah. But I was I was suitably impressed. And just to be clear with everybody, like I'm not being paid to say this. I just joined and I went yesterday and thought I would mention uh, that it was an interesting... It was an interesting experience. One, because I don't really like when all the personal trainers are watching yes. either. Like, and you I feel, feel like, oh, are you thinking that I'm doing something wrong? Yeah. And they swagger around a bit with their big muscles wobbling around everywhere. You know, yeah. I just think, oh, for God's sake, like, stop parading yourself in front of my skinny body. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take, isn't it? And that's why I did home workouts for yes. people. And that's why I still do do mm. home workouts for people, because it's an intimidating place. Mm. Either if you're not happy with the way that you look yeah. or you're a new gym goer mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily want to be overseen by somebody all the time, it's, it is quite embarrassing and it makes you feel self-conscious. Yeah. I mean, I am a gym bunny and if I go to a gym and there are other people there because I mostly work out at home, I, I too feel really self-conscious. How much better is it for you to work out with somebody? Well, I feel that... I, when I work out at home, mm. I work out to myself. Yep. And I work out much harder if I work out to myself mm-hmm. and I'm following a workout than I would if I was working out just willy-nilly. Okay. So I'll do sort of at home, if I'm just working out and I'll think to myself, I'll do my 20, 20, 20, 20. Yeah. You know, 20 squats, 20 lunges, 20 jump lunges, 20 burpees, 20 sit-ups. You know, to do something like that. But I get a bit like my phone goes, my something. Yeah. If I'm following something on the computer... Or sometimes I um, stream it onto my television. Mm-hmm. Then I will follow it. It's like it, you, you're basically doing a class. Okay. But if I'm on my own in a gym, no. left to my own devices, I, do, I don't work hard enough. Do you, do you lie to yourself a bit? Uh, I, I say I've done fifteen, but no. oh no, I don't lie to myself. No. I just don't bother. Like, okay. Work, I don't work as hard. Okay. And that's why I quite like uh, running. Or then you are self-propelling. Yes. You, know, you can't. And you've got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Run to the gym, you've got to run back. (laughs) But I would go onto the website, puregym.com, and have a little look. What's quite good about it is you can just opt out, like, at any point. But can you you really? Yeah, there's no Do they make it easy? Well, yeah, I think you can just cancel it. I mean, there's a a button to say cancel. Oh, that's amazing. I I know what you mean. Like, sometimes you get logged into, I got into this flower subscription once where they're going to send me flowers every month. I didn't even want it. Could I get out of the flower subscription? God almighty, there was no phone number, there was no email, no one responded. They had my bank details. I was like, Christ, I don't even like flowers. I mean, this is another conversation for another time, but I really do feel like Mm -hmm. what we're all missing in our lives is human connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, automated phones, uh, automated subscriptions. You can't call anybody. Nobody wants you to contact anyone because it costs too much money to have somebody there to comfort you in your Mm -hmm. time of need. I want comforting. I I want somebody to... And that's why I was thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if you had one customer complaints telephone number with... 
50,000 people working in it and they phone everybody else and sort your problem out and then come back to you. There's a business in that, isn't there? There is. And but somebody that will go, oh, were you okay? Mm -hmm. I know that must be very frustrating. That's all I want. Yeah, I don't, I I can't imagine it's going to happen. No, it's not. It costs too much money. Yeah, I interviewed William Haig, weirdly, um, for a job about a year and a half ago and Mm. he said, and I'm sure this is correct, (laughs) 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 but it might not be, um, he said that in, but in the next 10 years, 48% of the workforce will be replaced by automation. I, I can totally see that. I think uh, it's absolutely uh, happening. And Pure Gym is perhaps an example of that. Because it is. instead of having eight staff there, they only need two. And perhaps even throughout the night, there won't be anybody in there at all. And will we end up missing that connection with people? We're already missing it. You've yeah. just said that. Yeah, it's already happening. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how it, this idea that... that that feels like there's a big switch between people leaving science and going back to spirituality. And I'm watching The Crown at the moment, which we can talk about maybe a little bit now. But Well, well, let me just tell you this one thing now, because the episode is the moon landings, and it's all centred around Prince Philip, and the moon landings are a kind of something that's resonating with him where he's watching men achieve great things, and he is clipped. He's not allowed to do anything. And he's watching this stuff on on the telly and realising that He'll never achieve anything great with his life because of the path that he's chosen. And you can see the absolute desperation and frustration in him. And alongside this episode, a lot of kind of spiritual men like bishops and deans and stuff like that are coming to live on the grounds of Windsor Castle. And they're feeling disillusioned because the world is turning to science and away from spirituality and religion. And he has a go at them in this episode, like to say, oh, for God's sake, stop moaning and do something. Like, go and look at these astronauts, for God's sake, and look what they're doing. Like, meaning, if you want meaning in your life, it requires action. So get off your lazy asses and do something. (laughs) And it's an absolute brilliant speech. But it's interesting because it's based in the 60s. and It's this idea that science was taking over from religion. I feel at the moment there's a switch back from that, that people are not leaving science behind, but they're realising that there's a value in spirituality. There is for me anyway. Anyway, we'll talk about the crown another another time because it's I am loving I, I, every I, single minute of it. I'm starting. Okay. On Friday. You have to start at the beginning, right? I'm starting the, at the beginning, the, the Claire series one. Foy. Claire Foy. I'm okay. on it. And the thing is, when you get to the end of season two, you'll think, I don't want to say goodbye to Claire Foy and Matt Ever. Smith and all that stuff. But season three just open your heart to it and embrace them all they are brilliant but prince philip in it who i think is played by a guy called tobias tobias menzies which you'll recognize instantly he was in james bond and all sorts of stuff is brilliant i mean olivia coleman's good but this guy is the lead for me superb okay we'll talk about that later pure jim i will give i mean i'm giving everything a seven out of ten it's early days really there i've only been once but i would say the process of signing up and going is a nine out of ten and so far the gym on the whole has been has been pretty good so uh, I'll, I'll maybe recap that maybe as the weeks go on it's an interesting yeah move isn't it as far as public gyms go yeah it's yeah it's, a, brilliant. it's clever um and if you go onto the pure gym app and then you go onto your gym you can see how many people are in the gym before you go stop it that's pretty good isn't it i love that yeah so you can see if it's too busy or not and you could decide to go when it's really empty. I mean, I love I love an empty gym. I'd rather be the only oh, person. Oh, yeah, me there. too. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go and um, be watched. Mm. Mm. Unless, do you not find being watched makes you lift a bit heavier or do something a bit... I just feel hard? really self-conscious. I don't oh, like do it at all. I, I, I then get shy and that makes me behave weird. Okay. And... My son, Joel, is a skateboarder 
and he'll try and try a trick and then he'll say, will you come and film me? And when I film him, he's more likely to achieve the trick. For skateboarders and BMXers, being filmed is part of the deal of getting better, even if nobody sees it. As soon as they're being filmed, they want to do it really well. So they'll take a slightly bigger risk. It's quite interesting, that, isn't it? Mm. So I, I often film them. I never, press, I never press record. I just pretend I'm <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. I would like to talk to you about wearable health tech. Okay. Why Why me specifically? What's wrong um, with me? Um, no, it's because I want to review something. Okay. You, you are Pretty healthy, quite right? fit and well done, but I'm going to be able to tell you how fit you are, okay. not just by going to the gym with you, mm-hmm. but uh, by your blood pressure, mm-hmm. which is a good indicator mm-hmm. of your health and also um, something that you need to keep an eye on, obviously, because you want your heart to be in a good state. It's a good indicator of if you've got a problem with your anything to do with your heart, yeah. basically. If your heart is healthy, your blood pressure will be lower. And if you've got high blood pressure, then you need to seek medicine to get it sorted. And anything over sort of 180 beats per minute, if you take your blood pressure, is like hospital immediately call an ambulance. I mean, okay. we took my stepmother's blood pressure the other day um, well, the other day, two years ago, um, with the blood pressure, this blood pressure monitor that I've got. Yeah. And um, I called 111 and they said, call an ambulance right now. And we took her straight to hospital. Really? Yeah. Because it was so high. Yeah. And she's gone on meds to uh, lower it. So high blood pressure is a killer. Low blood pressure is a killer too? Um, very rarely. I okay. mean, I've got very low blood pressure, but... Very, very low blood pressure makes it hard to function. You yeah. can get very, very dizzy when you stand up. Yeah. Um, but that's also, that's quite rare. And generally speaking, as you get older, I mean, even my very, very low blood pressure mm. has got a little bit higher. But the way that blood pressure works is that you've got two numbers and it's a little bit like a fraction. You've got a top number mm-hmm. and a bottom number. And it's the systolic on the top and the diastolic on the bottom. So um, the top number refers to the amount of pressure in your arteries um, during the contraction of your heart muscle. Okay. And this is called the systolic pressure. And the bottom number refers to your blood pressure when your heart muscle is between beats. Okay. So between the beats. And this is called diastolic pressure. So the the pressure fluctuates between these two measures, does it? Yes. You've got a high one and a low one. Yes. And And both of them can change. Both of them can change. And there is an ideal place that you want to be um, with the systolic and the diastolic. Okay. Um, now, what I like about this, mm-hmm. I'm really getting more and more into wearable tech. Yeah. Um, I have just purchased, I haven't got it on because it hasn't arrived yet, but I'm really excited about it, an Apple Watch. Okay. I bought this because they now have really good GPS. You can see how far you're running, your blood pressure, everything. It also gives you a little buzz. I bought it for health reasons. I see it as wearable health tech. Okay. And blood pressure monitors, I don't know if you've... Um, obviously, when you're at the doctor's, you wear the cuff on your on your upper arm. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like quite a skill. Um, they puff it. it up. Exactly. They puff it up, and then they let it... They seem to release it very, very slowly, mm-hmm. and then they put the stethoscope in the nook of your yep. um, elbow, and then they let it out slowly. What I don't understand is that my doctor... I mean, she has been a doctor for a very long time. She's very good. Um, But my doctor um, does try and talk to me the whole way through when she's got the stethoscope on. I'm like, but you're talking to me. Well, shouldn't you be listening to something? Are you listening to something? Is it like Vivaldi's Four Seasons going (laughs) on? 
Um, but that's the same as you having an in-ear monitor, right, and getting talk back from the, the gallery while you're um, presenting a show, okay. right? So you can hear what they're saying and you can conduct your work at the same time. So I'm probably... not very good at that. Dermot um, has open talk back the whole time, so he will so be So he can hear everything every, that's everything. going on in the gallery. Pan right, pan left, da-da-da, <clears throat> get the other person in, get the other I person I would like out. that. Really? Yeah, yeah, I want to know what's going on. So if you have a spontaneous moment, you've, you, you've probably got a greater chance of capturing it. But you just want specific messages to say, okay. You know, you've got 10 seconds now. left till okay. stop. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. the point is wearable tech's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, more and more we're seeing um, tech coming out of DNA, DNA health t- checks. What kind of exercise should you do for your DNA? People are taking swabs of your DNA. All of this capturing people's DNA. I have gone on to 23andMe. Yeah. Which is that DNA website. And they've got my DNA. And my son, who's 13, who's quite clever, he's like, why have you given them your DNA? That's this really weird thing. Like, yeah. nobody should have your DNA. Only you should have your DNA. I was thinking, God, I don't know. But it's because long-lost family, people have found through their DNA. Yeah. But so you can just send off your DNA willy-nilly to anybody yeah. and they'll come back with some information for you. But Cardio Arm is a very clever little piece of kit that you can put on your arm You've got the app on your phone okay. and you then take a reading via your phone and then it stores it in your phone and it can give you a history. So if you're worried about your blood pressure and you haven't, you know, you need to take some readings to the doctor, it's really handy to go. And sort of anybody in their 50s or 60s, it's mm-hmm. actually quite a useful tool to have. It's also quite funny at a dinner party. You can have a, like a blood pressure competition. And, and see who can have the lowest blood pressure. Yeah, and um, then, you can freak and people do, out. To, to do some tequila shots and yes, take it again. Yes, Yeah, I'd probably lower it, right? I don't know, you can yeah. try it. I think I've got low blood pressure. Okay, I am going I to go and get... I always feel like I'm going to faint. This so. is called Cardio Arm. <clears throat> okay. Um, and it uh, retails between 60 and 90 pounds, depends where you go to get it. It's very expensive so it's, for a bit of paranoid information. It's not, it's a life-saving information. Are you could kidding just, me? It just could create paranoia for me. No, it's, it's, if it's not life-saving, it's reassuring. Okay. Okay. How often do you use Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How often do you check your blood pressure? Because um, I know I've got low blood pressure, not very often. Okay. For fun, probably once every three months. Is okay. that quite often? Just for fun. That's quite no, often. that's not that often. So this is it. Uh, this great. is Cardio Arm. Mm-hmm. It is a very small um, rectangular box. Um, there are no wires attached to it. Presumably, if you go on the, if you're listening via the Entel app, yeah, uh, you could you could probably see a picture of this, yeah, and you can also find a link to where you can go and buy it. 
But it looks like a like a power bank, like you would charge a phone from a power bank or something like yeah. that, right? <clears throat> now, I am going to come round to your mic. Yeah. Um, now, you've just told me that you have been in the gym. Yes, I've just come out of the gym, yeah. So, um, I'm not sure what kind of a bearing. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Uh, that is going to have... Sorry, you're not a doctor. ...on your blood pressure. Okay. I could get a white coat, though, couldn't I? So I Definitely, like I know yeah. what I'm talking about. And a stethoscope. Um... <clears throat> I mean, I know that exercise significantly reduces blood pressure. Oh, really? So yeah. So whenever I do any kind of, I've got um, an insurance policy, for example, yeah. and they, I had to do a medical for it. When mm-hmm. they came and did the medical, they were like, oh, I can tell you work out. Oh, really? Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, a little bit, I was a little bit smug then. Yeah. I was a bit like, oh, can yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Right, really? Yeah. How, how um, can you tell? So working out is good for you. So I don't think it will raise your blood pressure. And anyway, when did you finish? About an hour ago. Yeah, I think it will. It will it, settle, right? It will have settled by now. I've had, I've had pizza since then. Um, you're right-handed. Yeah, yeah. You've had pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my post-gym workout food or whatever. All the calories it. that you've just burnt off go right <clears> back, back on back again. On, yeah, yeah. Protein pizza. <laughs> um, protein pizza. It's yeah. a thing. So okay. you're right-handed. So I'm going to put it on your left arm. Kikoki. Um. Um, so it's a Velcro yeah. strap. As soon as you put this thing on my arm, I yes. instantly feel a bit sick. Uh, why? Because I just feel like I'm in hospital or something. Oh, I see. And does hospital frighten you? Well, I spent a long time in hospital in my late teens. Yes. Um, you know, and I had quite a serious problem back then. So yeah, it brings back some quite horrible. Can you just tell people? Do you mind telling people? What I, I had a series of collapsed lungs that resulted in some surgery to 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 glue my lungs up inside my body. But um, I had an epidural while having it because the, the operation lasts a few days. And one of the epidurals went wrong and it, it killed me, basically. My, all my organs shut down and my heart stopped. And they had to resuscitate me and put me in intensive care for a while and try and bring me back to life. How um, long were you gone for? Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but maybe a day or two. And then I was in intensive care for quite a while. Because the morphine that had gone into my spinal cord, which it shouldn't do in an epidural, gone into my spinal cord and then up into my brain, so my brain was filled with morphine, so it didn't function properly. So all my organs shut down and my heart stopped and all that. So they had to wait until all that morphine's drained from your brain. And then you have to see what brain damage has been done. But um, when I say gone, I mean, how long were you dead for? Oh, two minutes, 48 seconds. So right on the cusp of like being properly brain damaged, you know. I've asked you this so many times, mm. but um, n- no lights, no... No, God, no, no lights, no just vision. absolute peace though. I mean, like, I remember waking up and thinking, wow, wherever it was I've been was very, very peaceful. Like it felt like the best sleep I've ever had. I'm but not my sure brain you've was, ever told my, me that before. My brain was filled with morphine. Oh. So it might have something to do with it. <laughs> and I did read somewhere that when you take heroin, it, your body turns it into morphine. It's like the best painkiller in yeah. the world, right? Yeah, so totally. It, that, essentially, you're, you're putting morphine into your body. So... I assumed it was something similar to that. So yes, it was a very, very peaceful experience. But it was very traumatic. But but putting when Sorry. I woke up, I had an automatic machine on my arm that, that did this every, all the time, all, yeah. all the time, and I was essentially paralysed from the neck down for a while. So I couldn't feel it, but I could see it and the inflating noise. and deflating, and thinking, "Why can't I feel that?" Very strange. And it was a long God, time. I feel ago. like I need to give you a hug. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Just that's turn quite... this thing on. Let's get this thing over but with. But that's that's brought all that back for you. Yeah, putting that in my arm really has, yeah, brought it all back. It's quite weird, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> right, press okay, play. Okay, so I'm pressing play. So I've got the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it just comes up with the button. It just is very, very simple to use. Okay. Even I can use this app. Wow. I'm going to press start. I've started to tremble slightly. I'm going to relax. Hmm? So systolic, that's the top so one. So right? the first reading that's started moving is the systolic. I'm wondering if I've got it tight enough, I think. It is tight. It's really is it? tight, yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm not getting any diastolic reading, but maybe that's kind of come up that in a minute. That comes down at the end, doesn't it, as it releases. Yeah. So there you go. It's 119 over 78, and your pulse is 81. Now, 119 is in the ideal blood pressure only, range. Only just, though, right? 120, um, it goes into and high. And 120. Well, no, it's the cusp You're of, the cusp. of okay. between ideal and pre-high. Okay, so actually, you're in a good place. Great, but you um, forcing me to tell that story about my death has uh, <laughs> probably raised it in some way. <laughs> and your diastolic yeah. um, was 81, and it, interestingly, it correlates exactly. It's on the cusp oh, okay. between ideal and pre-high. Can you post that picture on the Entel app? Because that's really useful, that, yeah. that photo, that graph thing. Yeah. So if you go on the Entel yeah. app now, you'll be able to see that picture. Um, that tells you the stolic, stolic, and diastolic. Systolic. Systolic and diastolic. And diastolic. There's a little graph you can and, look at. Um, um, but it's a good indicator, Where you actually. want to be. And your pulse is 81. I mean... What's that? Is that good? Well, it is quite good. You do not sound sure about oh, that. Well, I'm not entirely sure. I'm looking at So, 36 to 45. Um, what? Good would be 63 to 66. Above average would be 67 to 70. Average is 71 to 75. Below average is 76 to 82 and you are 81. So that's below average. Mm. I don't know the difference between a below average and above average. I thought that would be above average if it's a higher number. Um, no, you want your pulse to be low. The fitter you are, <clears throat> the slower your heart is beating. I'm not that fit. Um, that If you aren't fit enough then your heart beats quicker god damn it um i'm gonna have a go yeah do it shall i shall i tell a story of when i had my appendix out so it's fair <laughs> yes please yeah oh this is making me feel bad because i had my appendix out when i was 12 and why was it was it disagreeing with you your appendix um, you don't need your appendix do you that's one of the great kind of i don't need it and i had um, an appendicitis like an emergency operation okay did it burst inside you no but it was on the verge. It was on the verge of bursting. And my granny didn't believe me because it was on a Sunday night and I always pretended I was sick on a Sunday night. Yeah, get out of school. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And I didn't want my dad to go home. Yeah, yeah. So if I said I was sick, he'd stay a bit longer. Yeah. But this time I really was. It's, it's quite interesting. Look how high mine is! You're 127 over 77. I'm in, that's, that's high, really oh, high for high. me. it is high, you've got high blood pressure. Pulse is 73, which is which, quite Which low. is average, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but for my age, because I'm uh, a little bit older than you. quite a lot shush, older, aren't shush you? Now. Um, 51 to 56. That's your age. Um, I'm above average. So and I'm above average as well. No, I'm below average. You're below average. Anyway, my opinion on cardio yep. arm, I know it's expensive. I don't think it's prohibitively expensive. I think if you've got an issue with your health or you're worried about your heart or a history, mm -hmm. in particular familial yeah. Um, heart issues and problems, then it can be very reassuring to have one of these monitors. I, I like it. I think it's too expensive mm. um, because I think a lot of the people suffering with heart problems couldn't afford that. 
so I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, mainly because of the price. But mm. I do like the service it offers, and mm. it does it very well. It'd be interesting to know how accurate it is. Um, but presumably... It's very accurate. I thought it might be even more accurate than a human being. However, mm-hmm. also, um, I have to tell you that um, we could take your blood pressure in 10 minutes, and it would be completely different. Okay. Our blood pressures go up and down and up and down and up time. and down. So when you go to the doctors to go and get your blood pressure taken, often your blood pressure is much higher than it normally would be because you're a bit nervous, you're, you're at the, the doctors, doctors, you're okay. worried. Okay. You know, so joking apart, you telling that story about when you died mm-hmm. possibly would have made your blood pressure go up. Yeah. So I'm just oh, okay. letting okay. you know yeah, that yeah. if you were in a completely relaxed state <clears throat> and you were on the sofa and... Yeah, yeah. We were doing deep breathing or something, it would potentially be much lower. So okay. that's why they say do three, do three readings just to make sure that you've got uh, a good, honest average. I'm going to give it eight. Okay, good. Shall we review Come From Away? Yeah, let's do that. So this is a musical that you took me to see. I'm reluctant to go and see any musical theatre, quite frankly. So I was sceptical and cynical about going to see it, although once you told me what it was about... I was fascinated because it is one of the most brilliant stories uh, that that I I then wanted to kind of experience the story despite it being in song. <laughs> um, and I'm not a I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of the classic musical, yeah. so I wouldn't go. Um, I've seen Les Mis and Cats, yeah. but I went when I was a little kid and Phantom, but I. I don't really enjoy that sort of musical. I'm not dissing it in any way. It's just not my mm-hmm. it's just not my thing and lots of people love it, but I it's not for me. And so musicals slightly I'm wary of them as well. Yeah. But I have seen a few in recent years that have been extraordinary. Matilda, obviously oh, yeah. by I mean, Tim Minchin, which we loved. Yeah. And because lyrically it was so fascinating. Hamilton, which was extraordinary again was the most fantastic use of lyrics the book of mormon which i just howled the whole way through yeah so that there are musicals that i have enjoyed so when somebody advised me my friends from canada they mm-hmm. said you've got to watch come from away and obviously it's based in canada and newfoundland mm-hmm. i said oh it sounds interesting will my kids like it and they yeah. said absolutely take everybody mm-hmm. uh so tell us the tell us the premise because uh, you sold it to me largely. Yeah. So the premise is um, on 9 11, mm-hmm. um, 2001, uh, obviously that terrible, terrible event where uh, the planes crashed into the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and American airspace was shut down. Because of that, all the flights that were in the air at the time going to the States were rerouted to other places. And 7,000 passengers descended to Canada, to Gander, I think it was. Yes, Gander. And Gander. Was the population of Gander 9,000? I think it was about it was something, I mean, something around that number. It was the idea number. that it doubled. And it sort of doubled overnight. And it didn't double just for one night. They didn't get to fly out the next day. They had to stay there for about a week. The Americans trying to get home, it was about the story of their struggle coming to terms with what what had happened in their home country, how frightened they were. Some of them had friends and relatives and loved ones in New York. One of them had a a son whose son was a firefighter. There was uh, an Egyptian on the flight that landed in Newfoundland and um, he was ostracized because he was a Muslim. They were so frightened of him. Um, Mm -hmm. Suddenly just everything changed. Everybody's attitudes changed. And it was like... This could be the end of the world. And here we are. We've been thrust into these people. The Newfoundland people of Gander were so 
unbelievably friendly. And, and in fact, they do go back to visit the people of Gander and say thank you, mm-hmm. you know, on anniversaries and stuff. I think there was a 10-year anniversary. I, I think one of, the bri- one of the brilliant things about this was the fact of all these uh, diverse cultures all coming together in one tiny place. Mm. Um, and that being kind of played out through the the whole uh, musical was really good because there's a gay couple there as well, mm. of course, isn't there? The Muslim guy's so nice in the whole thing. And then you realise the American authorities slightly turn on him and they strip search him and do some quite horrible things to him. And he feels so unbearably ostracised in the whole thing. And actually, um, he's an amazing chef. Yeah. And he goes and helps yeah. cook for everyone. Exactly. He keeps saying, can I help cook? Can I help cook? And they're going, no, 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 we don't need you to help cook. And then eventually he says, look, I'm, I run a chain of five-star <laughs> hotels and restaurants. And they go, oh, my God, you can cook. Um, and I think the other thing that's brilliant about it is it, it's a bit like this, the idea of eBay, which is the idea of eBay is that when they launched it, they thought that people would sell rubbish and nobody would pay. But actually, what happened is that people sold really good things and people transferred money. Like, there was a level of trust that just happened across the world. And I think what this whole thing represents is is this idea that if you found yourself in trouble, the majority of people would help you. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't just That's rob you. That's such a nice and analogy. And all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, um, and they capture that brilliantly. I, I think there's two or three things worth mentioning about it. Is one, there's... I think there's 12 actors in the whole thing and they all play at least three different characters each. And they are brilliant. And you don't even notice brilliant. this until you about halfway me. through. Yeah. Because you go, is that the same guy who's playing the English guy who's also playing a Canadian, who's also playing an American? And, and who walks, they just walk off and change a jacket and a little bit of hair and put some glasses on you. But then come back with a completely different accent and a different posture and everything. And it's only like halfway through do you realise that they're, they're playing three or four different people. And the accent is incredible, isn't mm. it? And the guy that played the Egyptian also played one half of the gay couple. Yes. And I mean, to have to swap between those two characters. Yeah. And the accents are very different. Mm. And the whole body posture. It was extraordinary, I thought. But the other thing I liked about it, the, the musicality of it. Welcome to the wildest weather that you've ever heard. I thought that opening song, the way that they used the chairs, yes. their legs... The stamping. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant, rhythmically, really exciting. Yeah. Welcome to the rock, an And for me, as a piece of theatre, I cannot remember the last time that when the curtain finally dropped and it was over that I leapt to my feet, regardless of if anybody else was standing. Yeah, I didn't even that. look round. I didn't look round to see if anybody else was going to stand up. I thought, I don't care if they're the only person standing, and normally I'd be embarrassed about mm-hmm. that. Leapt to my feet and whooped and screamed and <laughs> clapped, and yeah. I just, I was filled with so much like euphoria. euphoria. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it was it was intense. And it made you cry, I think, at one I point. I cried two it? or three times. Mm. Holly, mm. I took my kids, mm-hmm. and Holly wept uncontrollably, yeah. yeah. There were some brilliant bits in it. I mean, there was a story of a couple coming together. They were both single. I think That's, they were both divorced. You know, That's all a true of it's story, true. and they're still together. They're still together, yeah. And also, I thought was great, was Beverly, which was the pilot for the yes. American Airlines. She was the first ever American Airlines female pilot. And, and she did that in the early 90s, I think. So she was well experienced. But it was even just that little layer to it where they'd picked up on, on uh, you know, kind of 
women in uh, powerful jobs, I think, that also fed into it really well. And you stopped questioning uh, bits and pieces to do with um, equality and all the rest of it. It felt like a hugely progressive piece of work. And then when you think, oh, it was nearly 20 years ago that this, it's amazing how far we've come. But yeah, at the end, you were, I was like, oh my God, it's, wasn't that the best thing ever? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. You were a bit like, meh yeah. about it. And I want to ask why. Uh, well, it's funny because I read a little review of it last night and it was made as a musical. It wasn't taken from a book and it wasn't taken from a movie. And um, I can't help thinking that it would be a better movie. Um, I think that's what I left feeling, that the musical kind of slightly muddied it for me a little bit. It, it became a bit cliched and I thought it, it felt a bit... It's such a brilliant story that it's worth telling without the novelty of music, I thought, that I thought it, it, it would have greater power and meaning had it been done as a, as a, as a serious movie. Isn't that interesting um, that I you're think. thinking about what it could have been and not just yeah. enjoying it for what it is? I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy I know, it. And I, I know would you did. definitely recommend people go and see it. But if they made it as a movie, I would absolutely go and see it and, and, and fully embrace it, I think. I um, guess the good thing is that mm. they made it as a musical first and the musical's excellent. And yes. then if they make it as a movie, mm-hmm. potentially for you, it would be better. Mm-hmm. But that's the better way around. Yeah. It would be worse if they'd made a movie and then made a musical of it and the musical wasn't quite as good as yeah. the movie. Yeah. I mean, I love the music in it mm-hmm. and um, the musicality and the pathos of some of the songs. But I know that you find the words and the lyrics sometimes and the metaphors, you, just, you can't handle the metaphors. Well, they're, too, they're just too cliché. They're too they're, obvious. They're too obvious. You know, they, it's this whole, I'm looking in the distance and I can't see her horizon. And I always think, ooh, you know, like, we all know what that means. Like, you don't but, have to apply any real thought to but that. But the thing is, is that, like, I don't really. No. <laughs> apply any thought. Like, I you don't. You just wash over you. Yes, like, I do. In, yeah, mu- in okay. a much more, uh, mm. um, and possibly that's why sometimes... I'll enjoy something and you don't because I don't think about it as much, Mm -hmm. which I think is not a good thing sometimes. And sometimes I'm quite relieved Mm. because then I can just blindly enjoy it in a quite a naive way. Yes. Um, Whereas you're really thinking about something and possibly might think about it too much. Like with Hobbs and Shaw, I will let that wash over me. Oh, good. Okay. Watch that and enjoy it. I won't look for any inner meaning. Although he does quote Nietzsche. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Who does? The Rock. <laughs> he is my hero. He quotes Nietzsche and then he goes, that was Nietzsche. Really? Yeah. Well, go and see Come From Away and message us and tell us what you think. I mean, I don't think I've read a bad review of it. Everybody's raved about it, really. So I'm being a bit, maybe a bit harsh on it. Um, but I got you to enjoy a piece of musical theatre. Yes. There, I've won. Yeah. I, my, my job is done. I'm, I I'm mean, happy. My it drop. wasn't the Jersey Boys, but... Um, <laughs> it took me mum to see the Jersey Boys. My God, we were dancing in the aisles and everything. It was like what? You I know, I know. You say that My mum's like, take me, "Can you please take me to the Jersey Boys for Christmas?" I was like, "Oh God, the Jersey Boys. What even is it?" You know. Anyway, by the end of it, there was glitter coming down from the ceiling. We were swinging our arms about, cuddling each other, and everything. God, it was outrageous. I came out and thought, "That's the best thing I've ever seen." Um, anyway, that was an, that was a long time ago, but. Um, it's funny musical theatre because I never want to go and I always walk out with a big smile on my face and slightly kind of think, God damn it. Um, so, 
come I from mean, away. I mean, I would give it a 10 out of 10 for a theatrical experience for me yeah. personally. 10 out of 10 from me. Okay. Because I literally had to stand up regardless mm-hmm. if anybody else was and cheer. So I'm 10 out of 10. Okay. I'd go 7 out of 10 for me. Um, but I, I would say that the actors in it were utterly brilliant. Uh, Dear Davina and Michael, uh, loving the podcast, I wanted to leave you something to review on your podcast. By the way, I'm getting this from uh, a DM on our Instagram page. Who's it from? Is Making the Cut podcast, if anybody wants to follow us. It's from Claire, and she says, I'm a big K-pop fan, which is Korean pop music. And so I thought you'd enjoy reviewing Boy With Love by BTS, who are a bit like the One Direction of Korea. And I'd love to know what you think. I mean... Korean pop's massive. Why? And it's, well, it was massive in Korea, but what's been amazing about it is that it has gone global. Mm -hmm. Like, Korean pop is known across the world. Okay. And Korean pop boys are sort of beautiful. They are very... Would you well, call them androgynous? Yeah, definitely androgynous. They're a bit ladylike and, and fascinating men-like. to young girls. Like my girls are sort of fascinated by Korean. Are pop. they? They're not. They're probably not fans of it, but they are slightly fascinated by it and, and would know all and about it. And they're aware of it. And... Totally. Anyway, I am nervous about this because I think I'm going to hate it. What about okay. you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hate it. Like, there's no oh, question you've about you've decided. That. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think about Claire? Like... Claire's one of our listeners. She okay. might be nice. Did she say she liked it? She's a huge K-pop fan, yes. Really? Okay. Sorry, Claire. Um, but there must be like a music revolution going on in South Korea at the moment. It must be. Let's have a listen to okay. it. And then, then we'll make a fair judgment on Claire's taste in music. Um, shall we watch it on YouTube yes. instead? Uh, and if you're listening on the Entel app, which you should be, because it's a much greater interactive experience, we'll put a link on there as well so you can click onto it and watch it on YouTube too. Um, watching it's going to be more fun, right? Better. Okay. I love it already. <laughs> nice hair. I really like it. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I'm happy for Claire that, you, like, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Well, I know what you're going to do. You don't. I mean, it is, it is full of joy. <gasps> you know, there is no question about how happy it is, which makes a big difference because most kind of m- moving music is usually quite miserable, right? Melancholic, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is, I mean, I smiled all the way through it. I love the hair. I mean, I have to the say, the hair's like, so good. Even the opening shot, Halsey. Yeah. With her hair done. How do you know she's called Halsey? Um, oh, it says it there. Featuring but also, Halsey, Halsey is one of uh, like I really, really like her. She went out with G Easy, which was. Do you remember I showed Sorry? you a video G-Eazy. of Halsey with G Easy 
and they were singing together and it was a very sexy video. I mm. think I showed you that. Jeezy. G-Eazy. Okay. You He's just... got a very sexy voice. Uh, does he? Yeah. So Halsey's like American? Yes. Okay. But that opening shot of her, mm-hmm. she looks awesome. Her hair yeah, yeah. Awesome. All the hair is brilliant in it. I think if I hadn't watched it, um, I probably would have been worn out by halfway through it. Um, why aren't, why is, why is that Korean? Why is it not, why are British boy bands not making something as exciting and as colourful as that? Do you think? Firstly, <laughs> not, that you, not that you should know the answer. To no, this, well, but... my opinion of it yeah. is that um, we don't throw money at stuff like yeah. they clearly have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're probably big, and that's why they're having money thrown yeah. at them. But you, the production values on that video, mm. when you think of all the different sets, the different clothes, the amazing yeah. dance routines that they did, how many of them there are? I mean, it was the video to end all videos we just don't get that anymore mm. even the biggest artists in the world yes. they spend two pounds fifty on videos because nobody really watches yeah. them um how and many you people can... have viewed that do we think um i bet a lot god there 621 yeah. million views half a billion views that is unreal and there's four million comments but you know the thing is is that I think you hit the nail on the head. It's joy and it's yeah. pop and they are all very androgynous, uh, not alienating anybody no, really. you're right. They could be um, girls, could be boys. Yeah. Um, and I thought actually the dancing... Yes, brilliant. Normally when you get a boy band in the UK, they the ones that can sing can't dance mm-hmm. and the ones that can dance can't really sing mm-hmm. and they kind of muddle through like that. But those guys, it feels like all of them can sing and all of them are exceptional dancers. I wonder and the how one long. with the red hair in particular, he was incredible. Yeah. Such a good dancer. I wonder how long it's going to take Britain to culturally appropriate that and make a version of their own yeah. that's literally a carbon yeah. copy of it. Um, which somehow would feel a bit of a shame, really, because it seems to belong very much there. But I think they should do a song in English. Well, that was the other thing is that, that I, can't, I, I don't know, know what, what they're, they're saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, and as you know, I'm a lyrics person. I don't mind too much what the music sounds like, but I want to know what you're telling me. I don't think they're telling you much. No? No. I think... I think it's a love song. I think it's... All songs are love songs, right? Yeah. Somewhere buried. And it beneath. seemed there was a bit of rubbing hands together, a bit of money. Bit of money. Bit of money. I think it's pop gangster rap in Korean. But that was the only bit that lost me in the middle where the, the it suddenly went into the rapping. I was like, oh, just give me give me more unadulterated pop. Yeah. I don't want this bit in the middle. But I can see that they're trying to mm-hmm. be a bit current. And... But I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Claire, because I've never seen them before. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. And I really enjoyed watching that. Yes, I would say a great big thank you to you, Claire, as well. Um, I did really, really enjoy that. I I'd give me... that a seven. Would you? I mean, for for production value, and mm. I was bopping along. It made mm. me really happy. I could watch it again. Mm-hmm. I'm slightly fascinated by them now. Yeah. I now want to go onto YouTube and see what other stuff they've done. Yes. Yeah, I well, would. I'm just looking here. There's a bit here in the Jimmy Fallon, I think, on the Tonight Show. I'm definitely going to watch that when Jimmy we finish. Jimmy the biggest boy band on the planet. So they're the biggest boy band on the planet. On the planet. planet. And they're from Korea, South Korea. Well, I... I can probably see it because they are a lot more exciting than Westlife or Take That or Bundle Together. Um, or One Direction. They're much more exciting bite your than One Direction. What? Bite your tongue. Westlife. Do me One Direction. One Direction. I loved One Direction. I always imagine they're called One Direction. 
like wand erection. That's how I that's how I <laughs> visualize it. Um thanks Claire. Thanks Claire. It's a winner. More please. Oh uh, wait, did you mark it? I didn't, but I think I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I know. What? Yeah, I know, but like I'm trying to take myself out of myself in a way. I mean, I'll never listen to it again, but I can see the value in it. And I it's it's I'm... really good, right? And it's really well made and put together and they know what they're doing and good on them. Good on BTS. I'm so proud right now. Yeah, good. There well you done, go. Michael. Told you I'm open to new things. Well right? done. Oh, God, that was hard. Well done. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.